sniffing. Hilo is a spunky young black lab mix, and he's on a mission. Wearing a bright orange vest, the one-year-old pup is intently working his way around a 20-foot boat parked on a trailer at a roadside checkpoint. Good job. As his handler cheers him on, he sticks his nose in nooks and crannies, sniffing the prop, the bilge, the hull, every inch of this boat that would come in contact with water. What's he looking for? Narcotics? Illegal ivory tusks? Other types of contraband? Nope, none of those. He's intent on finding his target, zebra and quagga mussels, invasive species overtaking freshwater bodies all across the U.S. and Canada. If he finds what he's looking for, he'll stop in his tracks. Nicely done. So our dogs display what's called a passive alert. That's Cindy Sawchuck, Hilo's handler and aquatic invasive species operations lead with the government of Alberta, Canada. And so when he's doing his search pattern, if he detects the odor that he's trained to find, which is invasive mussels, he'll sit down. And then as a handler, I'll ask him to pinpoint exactly where he found it. So he'll point to it with his nose and then I'll verify and I'll look and then he'll get a reward, which is a ball. We're with Cindy and her team at a way station in Medicine Hat, Alberta, about two hours north of the Montana border on the busy Trans-Canada Highway. The east-west route moves many an outdoor enthusiast in their watercraft to the plentiful rivers and lakes in the country and potentially carrying with them aquatic hitchhikers. To that end, Cindy and her department are taking no chances at letting this menace muscle its way into the province. It's mandatory that anyone pulling watercraft, from sailboats to stand-up paddle boards, stop to be inspected. If you don't, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police will nicely invite you back to be checked because, after all, this is Canada, where their reputation for politeness is world famous. But that attitude might change if you contaminate their lakes and rivers, which are currently mussel-free. Zebra and quagga mussels are a problem of immense proportions, from infesting all of the Great Lakes to water bodies as far west as Lake Mead on the Colorado River a plague for which there is no current solution. These mussels are pretty devastating should they be introduced into the province of Alberta. What they do is they attach to any hard surface. They don't have any natural predators, so uh, they completely overtake the ecosystem. It's a really big concern for us in Alberta because we have over 8,000 kilometers of buried pipes and canals used for agriculture. And these conveyance send water to things like rural communities, thousands of residents, industrial facilities, not to mention irrigation, our wetlands. The tiny creatures, about the size of a fingernail, were brought to North America in the 1980s through ballast water discharged from cargo ships from the Black Sea. They survive by sucking up huge amounts of phytoplankton, the basis of the food chain. And they breed quickly. One female can produce more than a million eggs in a single year to create massive colonies that completely overtake lake bottoms. As another boater arrives, the wind off the Alberta plains picks up. The team greets the driver to explain the inspection that only takes about 10 minutes or so. Motorists have been overwhelmingly positive about the program, a mixture of surprise and giddiness. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so we do have uh, the canines here. Uh, that do the inspections as well. Uh, like, a, but, uh, like a dog? Yeah. yeah. And he actually smells the little... Muscles, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that something, eh? Yeah. Wow. The dogs are great ambassadors to raise awareness about the seriousness of the problem of invasive muscles. But they're also a huge asset in being able to search areas a human might miss, like under the boat or in bilge pipes. Plus, dogs can help inspect boats that come through at night, 
when it would be harder for a human to see. And all they ask for in return? A toy. This idea of using a dog that really wants a toy, he doesn't care about the thing he's finding, he's not, you know, there's no dog bred to find muscles. Instead, we can kind of do this bait and switch and say, if you find this thing that is of no inherent value to you, you get this thing that is really valuable to you. That's Amy Hurt, co-founder of the nonprofit Working Dogs for Conservation. They trained the dogs and handlers now working in Alberta. I'm here to support the three new dog handler teams. We did initial training, a two-week training academy in California. Um, and that was really a whirlwind of information where the handlers are literally meeting their dogs for the first time and learning how scent works and seeing how dogs are trained to scent and, and they have to learn search strategy and learn just to contend with these like high drive kind of crazy dogs. Is there a particular breed that makes for a good sniffer dog? There's not a specific breed that um, does a better job at this. We like to get most of our dogs from shelters or rescue organizations. The dogs are all really toy crazy, so that's the first thing and the easiest thing we can look for in the shelter. Um, like all dogs possess the ability to, to smell muscles, you know, they're actually um, a kind of stinky target. Um, so, you know, we don't need some dog that's renowned for excellent sense of smell. So it's really, do they really want that toy? Do they want to work with a person? Do they have a, a good work ethic, you know, able to drive up to a site and pop out of the car and, and get going, you know, with all sorts of distractions that are around. And now it's go time, time to test that work ethic. Here at the checkpoint, there's idling trucks, new environment, and the public who get out of their vehicles to watch them work. Quite different than the training camp, which was isolated and full of repetition and routine. In the training, dogs frequently found muscles that were planted on the boats in order to learn the odor. At this inspection station, not so much. In the two months they've been out here, the dogs have inspected 7,000 boats and intercepted only seven contaminated ones. Well, that's good for Alberta, as it indicates that muscles are not yet in the area. It gets a little dull for the dogs. Given that, Amy and Cindy decide to ask a motorist if, once their boat gets an all clear, they could plant a muscle to demonstrate that the dogs really can do this work. The driver is more than willing to help. Why don't you put your car in park and hop out and, uh, and watch? So you're going to plant this on the boat? Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it in the bilge where the water would drain out, and we'll see what uh, Wicket has to say about it. Wicket begins her search as the crowd watches. She zigs and zags, smelling and sniffing all around the boat, sometimes jumping up on it with her protective booties so she doesn't scratch it. Wicket successfully found the muscle. If this hadn't been a drill and a real critter had been found, the boat would have been searched again and then decontaminated in a hot power wash. It's amazing what dogs can smell. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just reading on how quickly they spread. Oh yeah, it's it's, amazing. it takes one. You bet. No, so I'd love to keep that with me. Yeah, awesome. Make sure you keep that with the truck. And yeah, next thank time you so come much. through. I yeah. shall. Hi, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Great job. <laughs> With that, the driver's off. Smiling faces and wagging tails show that dogs are not only keen scouts, but public relations superstars. Reporting from Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada, I'm Franny Halprin. And I'm Jamie Sudler. And you're listening to H2O Radio.